What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Sense Review. And I guess I'll just go over what this podcast is it's pretty much about. Um, so essentially, once a month, I'm going to be trying to bring someone on for a little interview. They're most likely going to be like a Twitch streamer or a YouTube content creator or something along those lines. And then I'll throw some questions at them, pick their brain, shoot the shit, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, so isn't really, there isn't really much, much else to say about the podcast itself. We'll just let it speak for itself for the most part. But of course we have our first guest for our pilot episode here is someone that I've known for a, a relatively long time. I'd say like, what, like five years, something like that. Somewhere along Probably there. Probably close. Yeah, yeah. Four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, he has 4.6 followers on 4.6 K followers on Twitch. Oh my God. 4.6 followers. Yeah. I had to double check before <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had the right stats. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is also the co-founder of epilogue gaming. I'll, I'd like to introduce you guys to Mr. Benjamin 10. That's me. Hi, everybody. Uh, oh. It's Kip Beyonce. Glad to have you. Um, so how was your day? My day we'll was good. I, we'll, uh, we'll start with something uh, easy. Yeah. I, if, um, I always like to ask on my streams, how, how's my day on a scale of 1 to 10, or how are other people's days on a scale of 1 to 10? I'd say like a 7. It's like a solid a, 7. A, a nice little yeah. 7. Nice little 7. Swimming yeah. in 7s. Yeah, swimming in seven, seventh baby, lucky numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so what, one thing that I want to learn about you is, is, is just your backstory. Just, just like how like Benjamin 10 became a thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny because my, so I, I have to start like way long ago uh, where my brother and I used to watch each other play video games and, my brother would watch me play more frequently than I'd watch him play. But it was just something that I like really missed as soon as I left home for college. And uh, that was around the time when like Xbox Live was becoming a thing. And like, well, it was I guess that was, you know, before then. But um, it was really like nobody ever like played games in person anymore. It was just you're, you're playing online. Um, and one of the things that I really missed was being able to like watch my friends play the game that they were playing. Um, so we play online, but like there was no way to watch each other play, uh, at least until like Twitch came around and some of the other live streaming services started up. Um, and eventually I just started streaming games on my Xbox so that my friends could watch. Uh, and I don't know at what point I decided like, hey, this would be a fun idea for me to just like I just started playing games and like putting it on in the background. And uh, then I found some other streams I um i was at that point i was watching the twitch plays pokemon channel um i was watching svg who you and i know um, yeah. he was doing a, a mario kart marathon um i was watching some people do dark souls stuff uh, and i would just like watch while i played and i was you know i just realized that's such a fun way to like play games it's like play about them talk about them at the same time um and so that's kind of why i decided to start i my first ever game was wolfenstein um the i, I believe it was the new order um and uh, that I, I streamed that whole game, um, had about like one or two viewers the whole time, and uh, the, the rest has been history. I actually had no idea that, that Xbox Live had like their own like sort of like streaming thing or something that, mm-hmm. that, that you were talking about. I had no idea that was even a thing, but I definitely remember the, uh, the Xbox 360 party days, just like, like gaming with, 
get, g- gaming with the friends with your little like headset or whatnot, oh, yeah. playing like Call yeah. of Duty or Halo or, or something like along those lines. Yeah, and that, that's really like how it all kind of started. Was like um, I'd you know I'd be wanting to like take a break from Call of Duty or something, and I'd be I'd stay in an Xbox Live party chat with my friends, and I was like, I wish I could like watch you play. Um, and then that idea started cropping up around the the next gen like xbox one playstation 4 and xbox one had a a built-in service that you could they still do and so does playstation where you can just stream from your console Mm -hmm. um and i forget what the live services were but there was a couple of different ones you could choose from and i messed messed around with both eventually it became clear that twitch was uh gonna make it out of that market alive so um i stuck with twitch yeah I, i i i still remember when when I think Twitch was like originally like Justin TV as well. Um, I, I wasn't really around for like those days, but like I heard of it, like it, I, like I started hearing of it like around that time, but like I never really dabbled into it until like after it was like, uh, Twitch TV and whatnot. Yeah. It was Twitch by the time I had started to, I think. Yeah. What, what, when did you start streaming again? Um, I, it sort of depends on, so like I was doing that sort of thing. I, I probably created my account about six years ago. Um, and at that point I was just like, you know, I, I put something on, I wouldn't, I wasn't like streaming. I was just doing it so my friends could watch. Usually I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Um, I'd say when I like actually started to cast as like a form of entertainment, it was a little over five years ago. Um, I, I say May is my, um, seller, like my anniversary. Um, so probably closing in on six, six years ago god it it definitely doesn't like i've known you for like for like the five like five years of that which is even crazier to think about that i came by like like a full like about a full year afterwards um Mm -hmm. i I still remember like the first game that that you're playing when i showed up because it was from a a thundershot raid which at the time i think he was like thundershot 75 but, oh but, no yeah it, you're right you yeah. changed from 75 yeah yeah i think it was 75 on twitch 69 on youtube R- mm-hmm. really weird um but i think you were playing like i, I know that you were playing a mario game um might have been sunshine it was either sunshine or galaxy i'm pretty sure yeah that would make sense i i still remember it it was like it was like a puzzle thing but like you were in like a ball or something like that and you had to like go through like a maze type of thing yeah, I think that's Sunshine. It's one yeah. of the ones that it's like the more difficult stars to get in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember that. Um mm-hmm. how, how'd you end up coming up with, with the name Benjamin Ten? I know that like your name's like Ben, but Yeah, my name is Ben. Um I, I've I honestly have no idea. I think I was doing something that like my friends would know it was me, but nobody else would. And this was actually an email that I had set up that it was originally supposed to be temporary. And uh, I thought my name, I thought my family was German um, until my sister took an ancestry test a couple of years ago. And it turns out we're like more French than anything else. (laughs) So (laughs) it was supposed to be a dumb pun. And now I've just kind of kept it because that's how people, you know, know me. Um, A lot of people pronounce it like banger man or like Ben German man. Uh, So it's it. It has lost all meaning. A lot of people just say Ben 10 because they think of the show, which that I, the number 10 has nothing to do with Ben 10, even though I, I've seen Ben 10 now. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's just a, a random coincidence. So. All right. That, so, so what you're saying is you should change your name to Ben French 10. Probably Ben <laughs> Frenchman 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, croissant. <laughs> 
So, so I know also that that you've been like doing like doing like school and all that for like mm-hmm. pretty much forever. Like, yeah, forever. It feels like you're <laughs> you're you're never done school. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so I think you you're saying. We we've talked about it like a little bit before, um, but um, like like you, you're you were taking like journalism or something like mm-hmm. that or I was a journalism student um for my undergrad so I uh let's see from I don't know until about I I graduated with my my bachelor's degree in 2015 um and uh I. During during that time, I was uh, actually my first ever job was writing about video games. So um, I was looking at the I didn't play a whole lot of video games before. Like I'd play Call of Duty. I'd play Halo. That was pretty much it. That was my extent of knowledge. Um, And when I was looking up jobs, I was really interested in reviewing film. So I typed that into whatever search engine I was using at the time and uh, couldn't find anything that worked for for film, but I did find some stuff about games and I was like, huh, this is interesting. Like I don't really play video games a whole lot, but let me check in on, you know, what, what kind of gig this is. Um, and they, it was a a job writing about sports video games. So, um, I applied to it and I started freelancing for them. Um, and, uh, at at that point I basically told myself like, okay, if I'm going to be writing about games, I want to know all about games. Uh, so I started, uh, playing other stuff. I, I played Dark Souls. I played Bioshock. I played um, Borderlands. Um, like, and I just really found a love for games. And then uh, I worked for a couple of years and I'm just finishing my master's now and I got accepted into a PhD program. Um, but those, my, th- my degrees now are in communication and communication law. Uh, and so it's pretty separate from journalism. I actually just quit my last freelance job ever. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, I have, uh, I had been writing for places like IGN. I had edited for PC gamer. Um, I had done a a lot of work in games journalism and I loved it a lot. I, I have found that I, I really care about games and writing about them. But, uh, at this point I'm actually researching more about games. So doing research on like game violence, um, game communities like discord like epilogue gaming which you mentioned earlier yeah those kinds of places um so yeah i'm still in school i've got like another five years ahead of me so wish me best of luck yeah you're you're, you're an absolute goddamn crackhead for for <laughs> okay. going for school that much i did like my yeah. i had like my my four years of college under my belt and i'm and i'm i'm ready to tap out All i done. am done with that <laughs> yeah but i don't blame you yeah but speaking on uh, on Eblog Gaming, what what made you decide to start doing uh, Eblog Gaming and creating that site and whatnot? Yeah, at this point, I don't even really know the answer to that question. Um, it, it got to the point where I realized that one of my favorite things about like streaming was just talking about games, um, and I felt like you know I, I had obviously been in game games journalism for a long time and my thought process was that nobody was talking about games in the same way that i kind of wanted them to um a lot of it was was news based which you still see all the time so like um you know x game is is scheduled to release in in april of 2022 or um like reactions so like something gets a trailer and then somebody writes about like what they think about the trailer um or reviews and like critical reviews and uh i you know i had been obviously i've been in academic uh academia for a long time now and i noticed 
um, alongside uh, Blake, who um, I, I started EG with her uh, around like 2015. And it had already been kind of an idea that was mulling and like we had already created the site. But um, we really just felt like people didn't talk about games in a a, a more like literature based uh, fashion um, and that the way that that people reviewed them was as if there wasn't like stories involved in these games and there wasn't uh, narrative mechanics that were um, being um, used expertly alongside gameplay mechanics. And so we wanted to talk about like just storytelling in video games. Um, and that was something that we started writing about. And eventually it, I think that has, I mean, you've known this as a YouTuber saying, but like, it has become super popular to talk about games that way. Oh my um, God. This is, so that, you know, that was in 2015 and surely there were people doing it, but um, we just felt like there was enough room for us to kind of carve out a little niche for ourselves. And uh, ever since it's been, you know, we've, we've taken our fair share. We've kind of taken a step back from that. And we, I think we just generally take it less seriously, but um, that was why EG started. I think was um, we, we really wanted a place that people could go after they had played the game. So they could get a chance to think about it some more, um, and 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 really process the emotions that they had playing it. So, um, really glad we did that. But we are certainly different than we we were in 2016 or 2017, whenever that was. Yeah, like the like, like the fact that they said that it like that you, that you and Blake were talking about it since 2015. A lot of us had no idea you guys were even sitting on that at all until like like you said like 2017 ish or something like that yeah it's the the whole timeline is fuzzy to me you'd you'd probably have to ask blake but we started working together at at a university um and one of our one of the staff members who was our boss at the time said that we should start talking about it in an academic setting because not a lot of people were talking about games uh, a lot of people talk about games in terms of violence like do games cause violence and things like that that's very popular among academics but they don't talk about games as like stories so um we actually did go present at a couple conferences and um we didn't have a whole lot of people who were interested in it and that sort of upset us at the time it was like people weren't really taking games as seriously as we wanted them to um and so we started just writing about them and people found us that way and of course, now we have, uh, you know, tens, tens of thousands of readers every month. And um, we have, you know, 500 people in our discord who love talking about games, I, I get to talk with other content creators about it. So um, we've, we've definitely, uh, you know, found our, our, our spot in all of this. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when the exact time whenever we started working together, we, we started talking about it almost immediately. So um, if I graduated in 2015, it was probably 2016, 2017 at the latest. So, yeah, all that was going on. Yeah, I, you, you, um, you guys definitely ended up um, building yourselves up through like that whole like narration, storytelling type of thing. Because mm -hmm. e e even whenever I'm in your stream, I notice that like people are always talking about like the narration of a story, um, all, all like the different types of like interesting mechanics to like different games and all that sort of stuff as well mm -hmm. like like everyone that like so many people in your community are just like super all, all about that as well which is also really good like having all the all the same like type of like type of thinking and and stuff when it comes to like games as well as having mm -hmm. all your different like perspectives on like why per x person thinks one game's good and another person thinks that it's not 
but like right. all, but like all you guys have like those really good like critical discussions amongst each other i see it like all the time in the discord and i'm like i don't i can't wrap my head around any of this <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think we always we always knew that there were people who really cared about that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, we're we're lucky that I think at that point I had already built up kind of a Twitch audience. So, um, you know, I've never been a huge streamer, but I've been big enough where if I'm playing a game, it's, you know, I'm close to the top of the page. People can find my channel and then they find EG or they find us through our website. Um, you know, for a while we were recording podcasts and people were listening to those. So like we've always had different ways for people to like sort of find us. And once they do, they usually stay around um, because they're, it's I think I think that is honestly the case that it's hard to find places in the game space that really love games uh, in not just one game. Like I know, you know, that that's that's the case for a lot of communities like the Pokemon community, oh Call of Duty God, community. Yeah. It's like the that's very popular like finding communities that exist based around like one thing but you know we've been really lucky in that a lot of people here really love talking about all sorts of things um mm -hmm. and and all sorts of different game types so um i think i think that has really been sort of our catch-all at this point that's that's kind of what we're most known for is that you you come into our group and our community and you if you like games, you're going to get along with people. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of games um, you're, you're going to find something or somebody else who appreciates similar things to you. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, like as long as I've known you, of course you've had like your stints of playing like certain games for like a really long time. Like mm -hmm. example is like Mario maker two when that came out. Right. Um, and right now for you, it's like Mario Kart smash. Right. Um, but like, I, like even even over the years of the amount of different games that you, that you've played on your stream you you've still been able to keep that like consistent viewership with it as well which is even more amazing for me because i know a lot of people will like like change games to like something that's maybe not as well known and and their viewership will like drastically drop or something like that but for you i i've noticed that like it always stays between like the 20 to 40 range at, like at all times and mm -hmm. it's it just blows my mind all the time honestly well thanks i'll take that as a compliment um yeah i think that there was at some point and i know you've been following my stream for long enough um where i think i was playing one game and this happened a couple of times i think it happened with mario maker 2 it's happened with minecraft where I start to lose this potency and the sort of conversations I'm having. And Twitch for me has never been like a career. I make money off of it. So I guess on some level it is a career, but it's something that I like. I like doing as more of like a, it's a, it's been a side project. I do it for 15 hours a week and that's it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what kind of happened is that people recognized that if you're coming to my channel, you're not really coming for the game necessarily. You're, you're coming for like a conversation that I want to have with you and you're going to have with other people. Half the time people are talking about things in my chat that have nothing to do with me or my stream. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's part of the research I'm actually working on right now is my thesis project is that um, people want to have places they can go to talk about real things, um, things that matter to them more importantly. And you know, if you can set up a, you know, a place to do that, whether it's a stream, whether it's a discord, whether it's a YouTube channel, the comment section, a Facebook group, whatever, um, people, people want to have conversations with each other, they want to talk. And um, I think it's just, it's, it's been about, you know, keeping that 
conversation stimulated and recognizing that people will come back for each other and not just me. Um, they'll come back to my channel because they can talk to their friends. They can talk to people that they, um, you know, have, have really detailed conversations with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's probably been why I've been able to keep the, the viewership because I don't, I think at the end of the day, like, it, you know, game choice is important when you're like trying to grow and stuff like that. But I think yeah. in terms of stability, if you're really looking for stability, like it's, it's all about, um, you know, making it a place that people want to come back to, uh, no matter what the, the, what your is on your screen. So, yeah. Um, one thing I actually want to ask about, um, since we were talking about like epilogue gaming a little bit earlier is mm. I remember that they were doing like the, um, the epilogue gaming podcast sort of stuff. Um, I know some people have like, mentioned it a little bit in like the discord and whatnot but but is there mm-hmm. any sort of plans to even bring that back or is that or is just a podcast thing with epilogue gaming just shot um yeah we it, we had like quite a, a following by the end of our our run um amelia and marcos and i would uh you know get together every friday and 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 do the podcast and we i think really enjoyed talking to each other the thing with EG is that we don't monetize anything that we do. Um, we don't have advertisements. We don't, uh, we have a, we have a Patreon that literally keeps is, is developed to keep us afloat. And so, um, like that has been, and I'm thankful for all of our patrons. If one of them happens to be listening, but really what we do is we keep that money set aside so that we can continue to do work that we like to do. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. Um, and so, you know, I think all three of us, uh, just found that we were short on time, but as of recently, you know, me, Marcos and Amelia have, have had some, some streams and stuff where we've interacted. And I think we always just come back to that concept of how much we like talking to each other about games, um, and how much we'd love to eventually do that sort of thing again. It's just, uh, again, I, I, I certainly don't think it's ever like shot and dead. It's just, uh, it's a matter of like scheduling and um, feeling as if uh, that's something we, we are passionate about because usually I, I know for the three of us, we don't like to jump into something unless we are really excited about it and we know we can continue it into the foreseeable future. So um, hope hope come back because I really like talking to them. Um, and uh, I know people were really excited about that that podcast so yeah i i still re- i still re- remember like the days when like even eg after dark which i, I was part of for anyone who, who didn't know with um with Drath and and marcus as well mm-hmm. um I, I remember like watch watching like your guys or listening sorry there wasn't a video thing for it um li- listening to like your You're guys podcast cool. yeah <laughs> um like 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 I would listen to like bits and pieces and like the the conversations just it just always flowed like really well with you guys as well. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something that a lot of people enjoyed. It's because like Marcos, we we all know how we all know how how Marcos is. He he he's just wildfire. When something happens, <laughs> he just goes and mm-hmm. and that and then and then Amelia's Amelia and and then yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we. I, I think the easiest thing is that we've just all been friends for so long at this point. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think that really has like become more concrete over the course of COVID, where I've realized I know a lot of people in my like social circle that have felt like socially isolated, 
and I realized one of the nice things about, you know, meeting people through uh, like the, the internet at, at, you know, the time when EG was all starting was that during COVID, like I've actually, I've recognized that a lot of these people are like my real close friends. Uh, and that the way we've been able to interact is, you know, we've, we can do it and we've been able to do it safely, obviously, because mm-hmm. we, a large part of our, our relationship has been established on the, on the internet. So um that has been a yeah really like easy thing to reflect back on is just like we just get a lot we like each other so it was easy to do um yeah. but, you know just like it is it's easy to talk to you it's like i i just i'm relaxed around them and uh that's a good sort of atmosphere i think for a podcast so yeah exactly it, as long as you as long as you know like the person and are like comfortable because like because like i'm pretty sure um Marcus and I came around at, at like around like the same the same time, and Mila was was like a a longer viewer than any of us were. Yeah, but I think my <laughs> first ever Twitch viewer. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but but also speaking of the uh, pandemic, how 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 have have you yourself been been dealing with it over like the past like it's been like a year now, hasn't it? Yeah, almost exactly a year for me since it like started to affect things uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that I've uh, obviously it has negatively affected me in countless ways. Um, when I was uh, applying to PhD programs, which is the biggest current like career move in my life, um, as much as I love, you know, everything that I do with EG it's that was the biggest thing and it there was a an awful lot of blockades put up because people don't have as much money as they did a year ago and there's more people trying to apply for these things because everybody's looking for work everybody's looking for something that they can do um and so that you know that initial thing and obviously like i i don't think anybody at this point doesn't know at least somebody who's been uh like heavily affected or you know has died from covid uh and I've had friends and, and family members who have been affected by it. So it is, I think just like everybody else, it, it has been um, just this like totally harrowing experience. And I'm, I'm, I, I want to say like, I'm, I'm very privileged in how little it actually has affected me um, outside of those things. But, um, you know, I, I think more positively, I, I'm reflecting on it and I'm realizing that there's so many things that I've been forced into so many different like behavior changes that have been forced to over the last court, you know, the course of the last year or so mm-hmm. um, that I'd really like to keep moving forward after it's, it's, it's over. And hopefully, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel at this point. So, um, you know, just things like I, I don't miss having to wake up for a nine o'clock meeting and getting on a bus and taking an hour to get there and then like having to do all of that again to get back. Um, I like being able to roll out of bed with some coffee and like pop and open my laptop and that's it. That's, that's yeah. all I have to do. And I'm, I'm there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly empathetic to the positions and the jobs where people don't have that option. Um, you know, God bless the, uh, you know, the healthcare workers and the, um, everybody working at grocery stores or any sort of labor position that you, you, you have to still go in. But for me personally, I I've been dealing with it by trying to think about things that I want to improve in my life moving forward. Uh, once this is all done and, uh, you know, there've been several things I think I've been forced into changes and I'm like, Oh, that, that actually worked out. That was good for my mental health. That was good for my physical health. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, trying to keep those things forward and I'm trying to view it as positively as I can. Uh, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see when all of this is over, if some of those options are available to me, but I, I really, I, I don't know about you, Sin, but I have spent more time indoors and I've actually been pretty okay with that. Now, granted, I do live in Florida. So, uh, <laughs> I think most of us here would prefer to spend more time indoors than outdoors, but, yeah. uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been, that part of it has been okay. Like having to stay inside and focusing a little bit more on myself. Um, like those have been positive changes for me. So I'm hoping to continue that moving forward. Yeah, I, I know like recently on like Twitter and all that, a lot of the people who at the beginning were like, oh, it's fine. I, I like to stay inside anyways. I like to sit at my computer, duh, this and the other thing. They're, mm-hmm. they're, all, they're all starting to hit that point where it's like, I just want to get outside. Yeah, I I need to get out of here, but mm-hmm. but they pretty much can't because of all the restrictions and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, there is absolutely a desire for me. Uh, like you know, having been unable to travel for a whole year has sucked. Um, mm-hmm. unable to see certain friends for a year has sucked. Uh, I miss going to bars. Like I miss just going on, like having a drink. Like that sucks. I love going to sporting events. I can't do that. I used to go to the movie theaters twice a week and I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, all of that. I, I miss a lot and, uh, I am, I am anxious for at least some of those things to return. I don't know how much, you know, things like movie theaters will be back in, um, you know, full swing at least for a while. So, uh, I, I do miss all of those things. It's, it's been about trying to figure out how can I, I be a happy person with all of these restraints on me. And I think I figured out some, some good ways to do that. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I know it's certainly what's going outside though. Yeah. I, I know that like in the States, like, of course, like, um, COVID's a lot, a lot heavier there than it is where I am. Cause luckily enough where, where I live, cause I'm on like the super far e- East coast of Canada, where we're in our own separate time zone, right? Which is you have your own time zone. Yeah, it's terrifying to even think about because everyone questions me about it. That's why I always work <laughs> in EST whenever I'm talking to anyone. I'm right. like, oh yeah, I'll be, I'll do it at like this time at EST, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and I know out here like we don't really have really many cases, luckily enough, right? And like, and like our movie theaters are like but they just have like their limited capacity sort of thing just like mm-hmm. just like most places like if right. i want if i want to i could go see that new godzilla movie in theaters oh I, hell which yeah I, which i think my girlfriend and i are actually planning on doing i'm very jealous of that very jealous yeah i we ended up talking about it before and 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 we're planning on doing that but of course depending mm-hmm. on 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 how pandemic goes right. by the time it's out which is isn't out at like the Couple end of the weeks. month yeah, I think it's the 31st or something. Yeah. March 31st. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, if all else fails, I'll just get like a free trial of like Hulu or something. Cause it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's apparently going to be on there like same day or something like that. As far as mm-hmm. I know, I think it's, I think it's HBO. It might be different in Canada. It's I, I probably no different in Canada. It starts with an H. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah. And, and I know that like in, um, and, and like calls and like and like so, some of the chats that um i've had and like other people have had had with you um you you've been you've been taking care of a stray cat <laughs> i, I <laughs> need to hear about this <laughs> yeah um so i actually don't even really know well okay so the first thing that happened is i there there's a stray cat uh near where i live 
that um, would go up and it would eat food that was placed out in front of a, a, a door. And I noticed that the, the person who was um, feeding the cat was moving. And if if you're big in if you're a big fan of cats, then you may already know this. But I did not. Uh, I did not know that. Like there's a whole thing about you shouldn't really feed cats when they're outside because then they become dependent on it. They stop learning how to hunt and things like that. And uh, so I, I was like, well, what should I do? Because now this cat is without its food resource uh, that it's, it's been relying on for as long as I had seen it, at least. And um, basically the idea was that I should start feeding the cat. I looked up, you know, what people thought was best for it. Uh, that I should start feeding the cat and eventually like wean it off as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And I am just a sucker for this cat because I've now been doing this for like a year and a half. And uh, <laughs> it's been mostly over the course of the pandemic. Um, but I I feed, I feed have stretched it out to once every two days. Uh, I give it like a, a pretty substantial little dinner. But um, I, I, I just, I saw this cat and I was like, it felt really unfair to me that the people were just like, you know, had who had been feeding it all this time were just leaving. And, mm-hmm. you know, this food that I had become reliant on it, it could no longer um, count on. So I started feeding it. The first thing I did was try and feed it a scrambled egg because I read that cats could read it could could eat an egg. It did not want the egg. So then I eventually <laughs> went to the store. I started buying cat food. Um, and uh, Sin, I actually have a really great story for you. Um, I love this. I was so I mean, of course, I'm in Florida, which there's all sorts of like crazy animals and stuff. But the other day I was going to feed my cat and uh, I couldn't find her. But she's like up. She's usually up against this like vast little forest uh, of of trees. She's usually hiding somewhere in there. And so like I pop open the can of the food and sometimes she'll like run out after that. And I, I hear some like footsteps. So I'm not looking but I see like a pair of eyes out of the corner of, of, of my own. And I'm like, you know, I'm using my kitty voice. I'm like, oh, there you are. Like, it's so good to see you. Here's your food. And then I look over and it's a possum. And it's not just any possum. It's a three-legged possum. And it's like limping its way over oh <laughs> to the food. And I'm like, well, I guess I should just leave this here. So I left the food. I went and I found my cat on the other side of the apartment complex. Um but this this point this poor possum with three legs uh and it's right next to an alligator farm so i don't know if it like had its leg bitten off by an alligator but i mean seriously what a trooper of a possum like how do you lose a leg and like you just keep the possum just kept going so (laughs) literally walking uh, it off (laughs) walking it (laughs) off so um yeah that was that was fun but yeah very big fan of this cat i've I've thought about trying to bring her in. She's adorable. She seems hypoallergenic. Uh, she was obviously like part of a, a home before, but I've seen her do some crazy shit. Like she'll just like run up a tree or like I've seen her like swat a beetle out of out of there and just like chomp on it. Like she is an outdoor cat at this point. But um, and God, I, 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 so. I, I love her. But yeah, she's uh, I think her her home is the outdoors in the in the Florida swamp. So um just gonna keep feeding her as long as i can and as soon as i can't you know i'll i'll or if i don't eventually wean her off by that point of of her food then i'll find somebody who can continue doing it so yeah so Mm -hmm. so so one thing i have set up for for every guest that that i'll have on the show here is um Mm -hmm. 
is a segment called one has to go i'm gonna t i'll take three oh thi three things that you like and mm -hmm. one has to go of course it'll be tailored to whoever's on um okay. so for you we're yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna take one has to go but it's a game franchise okay let's do it so your options are dark souls mm -hmm. mario oh, kart or uh, bioshock mm. i feel like i've lived without bioshock for so long at this point um so is this is this eliminating all future possibilities of a bioshock yes. like can i at least replay the old ones or can i not no. replay the old ones can't, can't replay the old ones oh there there won't be any new ones okay so it's just a dead franchise yeah completely shot gone so okay so I'm, I'm ruling out dark souls uh there's just nothing quite like the souls franchise and it's my favorite like dark souls is my favorite game of all time i i still love dark souls 2 i love 3 i don't think there will ever be a dark souls 4 but i don't care i'm not i'm not uh you know letting go of that one um you, i think similarly yeah go ahead uh you ended up speed speed running one of the dark souls didn't you wasn't it like the I did. second one or was it the first one? I've, i so i actually know how to speed run uh the i really all three but the only one i've competitively done speed runs of uh was dark souls one and i got my time down to one hour and five minutes okay gotcha. um and i was doing a no glitch run and that was about as like the way that i did it it didn't rely on rng so i could have cut it off about the world record at the time was like i think like 10 to 15 minutes quicker okay. um i just could i figured unless i learned some of the the strategies that just made the game less fun for me i just wasn't ever going to be close to that so gotcha. i loved it at that um but i can still run it yeah easily in under two hours whenever i feel like um yeah. so that one that one's gonna stick um Bioshock is very important to me. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, it was like one of the first games that ever, I was just like, holy shit, that story was just like through the roof. Yeah. And uh, I love the atmosphere. I love the art design. But I do, you know, I've, I've now gone without it for, God, when did Infinite come out? Like 2012 or something? Uh, maybe, no, it couldn't have been. It was at the end of the 360 franchise. So like 2012, 2013, maybe um maybe even 2014 and uh i i've gone without it for so long that i feel like i could probably be fine just without bioshock um i still replay the original like once every couple of years but mario kart i mean i just i i know people love to hate on mario kart but i can pick mario kart up and play it whenever i feel like and it's a great game to play with friends i yeah i, I wouldn't give that one up either so i'll keep <laughs> i'll keep dark souls and and uh mario kart all right, so you're shooting Bioshock. I'm shooting Bioshock, yeah. Hate to see it. I hate to see it too. I, <laughs> I, I still remember like trying like Dark Souls and me getting so mad. I play Mario Kart, I get mad. I, I feel <laughs> like the only one I wouldn't get mad at is maybe Bioshock. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe you're just a mad person, said. <sighs> who, who knows now? <laughs> I, I, I think COVID's bringing anger out of me. <laughs> That's acceptable. That's yeah. acceptable. Um, yeah, I I think that that'll probably be about it for the uh, the the interview today. Um, of course, th thank you, Ben, for uh, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, is there let let the people know wh where they can find you. Sure. Uh, I'm Benjamin 10 on Twitch. Uh, that's the primary way you can find me. Um, I have my work published on epiloggaming.com pretty much exclusively. Now I just finished up my last remaining 
a part-time job um, writing for a different website. So um, you can find some of my old work on, on IGN uh, and various other places online. I also uh, am on Benjamin Plays on Twitter. And let's see, do I use anything else? Um, probably not. Most everything you can find through the epiloggaming.com website if you, if you want to check it out. So go, go visit there or find me on Twitch at Benjamin10 and uh, tell me you found me through this interview. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you, uh, everyone, so much for watching. Um, I do plan on uploading this to YouTube. So, of course, if you guys enjoyed it, hit the, uh, hit the like button to the channel subscribe to it as well um and let me know in the comment section or on twitter or something at cenex realize where you um who you want to see next on on the show but that's it thank you thank you guys so much for watching and i'll see you guys in the, the next podcast bye 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 everybody